It's not going. There we go. Ha! I just went live without doing the intro. <laughs> Guess what? No Charlie. <laughs> Come on, get in here and sit down. Take your seats. Come on. TA takes a vacation and y'all forget how to treat yourself, how to act like like class members or whatever. All right, everybody sit down. All right, all right, 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 right. We're not, we're not, no music today. Got no Charlie. I got a Natasha. She's in the background. She's watching all these comments and everything on the board. So she'll be running that for us today. But um, I won't be able to, I won't be able to keep up with that today. I it's amazing how used to my my volunteer producer i have gotten um i have i actually have forgotten how to do well i'm really rusty on how to do some of the things around here without him i forgot to hit the intro button with the countdown and everything etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah charlie i know you're listening and uh you're missed already <laughs> yeah, i'm making a mess of the intro today you watching the road to concord I am the self-appointed uh, Professor Joe Bakanovic, not my appointing. That's one of your classmates did that. Uh, Aaron Spikes nominated me with the title. So um, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm dragging my feet here because I don't know where we're at. I'm watching the, the feed, the delay feed, and I don't know where exactly it came in. <laughs> so, all right, guys, it's Monday. It's Manic, Manic Monday. Um, I'm just going to assume that everything's working fine. It seems to be working okay over there. It just seems to be one heck of a delay today. I am going to let Natasha and her capable hands take care of all of that for me today. We're just going to do the headlines. Let's get going on this. Um, Manic Monday, you know, where we, we look at the headlines and tend to look at things that sometimes get overlooked by the majority of Americans. They're in the headlines, but they're buried. They're under, you know, they're beneath the the surface. Um, we're going to be back in um, the, the dealings with Israel and Hamas and Palestine again today. And I have got a rather substantial homework um, show notes list up for you today. If you go to the road to concord.com, that's our blog page, the road to concord.com. It's all one word. That's the supporting blog page. You're going to find this here today. This is the show notes for today. It says 11-5-2023 show notes. It's happening again, and this time in the United States. These are all the links that I'll be using to do today's show. And it is an extensive list of stories today. And then at the end, I have the links to the older shows that we did. You're going to find show notes, um, persecution of Christians spreading global. Well, nope, not that one. Oh, this one didn't get updated. Let's update it real quick because I've added to it since. Here we go. What you can find is show notes, the history of Palestine, back to the very beginning, the Islamic takeover of America, and I see a bad moon arising. I see trouble on the way. Those are all from four different shows that we've already done on this subject. And then I did the shows there for you. I linked you to them, class 284, 286, 288, 289. So if you want to, afterwards, you can go back and review some of this stuff. But this is all what we're going to be covering today, especially since what's happening in this country right now. The majority of Americans are bandwagging, jumping onto this support for Hamas without knowing anything about what they're supporting. They don't know the history. 
They don't know what's going on over there. And the, most of them don't care. This is me too ism. They're, they're jumping onto something without doing any homework as to what's going on. Um, oh, real quick. I got to let you know the phones are down today. Um, without Charlie, I can't do the phones. At two different locations in the studio now. So I'm soloing. I got help with the comment section. Natasha's got y'all well in hand there. Y'all just got to live with what we got today. Okay. Most Americans, not all, most of the Americans that are jumping onto this pro-Hamas, anti-Israel, stop the genocide stuff, this is all just, um, it's done. I, I'm being gracious when I say this. It's done out of ignorance, I think. I hope. So what we're going to do today is we're going to cover some stories that are going on. And I'm going to remind you of some things that have been memory hold by a lot of people. The media is helping to gaslight things. The media right now is 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 a very big enemy of of knowledge and understanding. They're on. They've got a foot on both sides of this issue. They're pretending to be you know against anti-Semitism while they're supporting Hamas. You cannot do this. You it, it, it's we're. I'm sorry, folks. Excuse the vulgarity, but they're fornicating for chastity again. And we're going to get into this, and, and we're going to start right now. This is this is where I want to start the show for you today. Y'all know this chant, right? Never again. And for those of you who can't see the chalkboard today, if you're listening on the um, podcast or you're just listening to the audio, I'll do my best here, but we are heavy graphics today. But this is just a picture of a bunch of candles with a yellow star of David on it that says, Yud, Jew. And then I have another picture for you. This is everybody lining up at the train station, getting ready to be put on the trains. Or just arriving. And they're fixing to go into the concentration camp. And there's your Arbeit mock Fry. Work makes you free. And this is a picture from the Holocaust Memorial. And it says, only guard yourself and guard your soul carefully, lest you forget the things your eyes saw. Unless these things depart your heart all the days of your life, and you shall make them known to your children and to your children's children. This is Deuteronomy. I think it's 4.8. I can't read it right here. But underneath it says, Here lies earth gathered from death camps, concentration camps, sites of mass execution in ghettos in Nazi-occupied Europe, and from cemeteries of American soldiers who fought and died to defeat Nazi Germany. Well, if you support Hamas, you support the Nazis and the Muslims in their quest to eradicate all Jews. You are an anti-Semite, period. End of story, full stop. And if you don't like it, take it up with the person in your mirror, not me. I am speaking a truth, and I'm going to explain it to those who wish to listen today. If you have ears to hear and eyes to see, I'll do my best to help you understand exactly what's going on today. And you had better pay attention. This is not a joke. For those who think that I've been over the top and it's all hyperbole when I tell you Islam is a threat in the United States, what is going on in the United States today is the roosters coming home to roost. Yes, the, the chickens are coming home to roost, folks. And this is all can be this can be laid at the feet of the progressive movement in this country, primarily the Democrat Party. Not entirely, primarily though. 
excuse me, hopefully the mute button worked there for you folks. This is all about the rise of anti-Semitism. It's going on globally. We're going to focus on the United States. On October 7th of this year, Hamas launched an unprovoked attack on Israeli civilians. They attacked a music party. They were raping and burning the bodies of young women, burning them alive in some cases. They were shooting children in front of their families, beheading and dismembering infants and small children, toddlers, and taking hundreds of hostages back to Gaza. This has all been established. This is a picture from the rave. On the left, what looks like a smudge in the sky, those are paragliders coming in to help to help the ground forces attack the Israelis that are, are there just for a music celebration. Many in America justified the attack. They still are. They reject the evidence of the atrocities or they ignore them. They don't care. They openly support Hamas terrorists. A lot of these people are in our government right now, in this administration. This is a picture from BLM Chicago's Twitter page. I'm not going to call it X. Sorry, Elon. It says, this is all, that is it. And it's a picture of a para, parasail, parachutists with the Palestinian flag flying. It says, I stand with Palestine. Then you stand with Nazis. You stand with anti-Semites. You stand with terrorists. You stand with people who want to eradicate all Jews. True genocide. BLM stands with true genocide. Period. Full stop. Like they say, that is all. That is it. This is from the CSLUB Students Union Against Apartheid Days of Resistance Protest for Palestine. This is a uh, from a poster that was on a Western campus, Western Coast U.S. campus. It says Tuesday, October 10th, 1.30 to 4.30 at the Quad. And they're going to, this was the global call to support Palestine. You're, you're rallying around the Nazis. And this is, this is a more recent one. This is stop bombing Gaza. Cease fire now. Stop the humanitarian catastrophe. It's a demonstration Saturday, November 4th. 3 to 6 p.m. Ashland Plaza. Folks, for one thing, these supposed protests in favor of Palestine and against Israel, they are organized and they're fairly well funded. This stuff is not just put together on the fly. January 6th rally around the Capitol. Part of that was organized, but it wasn't organized like these PLO and BLM and Antifa things. Have you ever noticed in January 6th, most of the signs you saw if you saw any, were handmade. When you go to these organized sites that has been organized by the left, they've got product, they've got produced graphics, slogans and banners. That costs money and that takes time, takes planning. You got to organize it, hand them out, get them printed, all of this stuff. This stuff is organized and sometimes in advance. But if you are demonstrating to end the Israeli attack on Hamas now, you are protecting Hamas. You are protecting a terrorist organization. No, it's for the Gaza people. No, it isn't. No, it is not. Israel was attacked, unprovoked. Well, they provoked it from... No, stop. Forget it. I'm tired of that. I'm going to handle that in a little bit. I will not accept lies anymore. Israel is not innocent as the wind-driven snow. I'm not an apologist for Israel. They've got plenty of things to apologize for. Every country in the world does. But Israel is not committing genocide against the Palestinians. That is propaganda. It's gaslighting and projectionism. 
It's part of a psyop, and we will cover that tomorrow. Thanks to one a phone call with one of your classmates yesterday. Tomorrow's Teaching Tuesday will be on psychological manipulation, psyops. I'm gonna. I've mentioned it a lot. I've never real. I've just assumed people knew what it was. We're gonna teach it tomorrow because this this right here is part of a psyop. Israel has declared that they are going to eradicate Hamas once and for all, and they should. So if you're calling for an end to the hostilities, you are telling Israel they are not allowed to defend themselves, that they have to allow their enemy to continue to exist. No, they don't. They've been patient long enough. Go get them, Israel. They deserve what they get. And if you are, oh, just the peaceful members of the Palestinians is trapped in God, there are none. There are no good Nazis in this. The people of Gaza support this. And the Arab world does too. This is why they've closed their borders to the Gazans, the, the, peop- the Palestinians that they're so-called, the people who live in Gaza, the Arabs in Gaza. Nobody, No other Arab nation will take them. Why? Because they want them there. This is to keep them there. It is a political toy. These people are pawns in the greater political agenda of Islam, but they support it in the end. You've got to look into the history of all of this. You've got to do your homework. Stop allowing the media to lie to you. If you reject the Jews having a right to a country of their own, and you do it a half a century after the state has become a successful, thriving fact, and you do it to justify acts of terror against civilians, and a collective boycott and public display of hatred, and you do it mainly on only at Israel, despite all the horrors of the other world, of the rest of the world, you are an anti-Semite, David Hazani. And he's correct. Because where are the attacks on the rest of the world? Where is the boycott and the attack and the and the everybody after the atrocities of the Islamic world? They're killing gays. Where's the outrage? They're they're suppressing women and subjugating women and treating them like uh, second-rate citizens and property. Where's the outrage? Islam is murdering Christians by the tens of thousands. Where's the outrage? None, huh? Crickets? That's because you are anti-Semites. You're not against a genocide. You're an anti-Semite. And I don't care if you're doing it out of ignorance or not. You are an anti-Semite. I tried to find the meme that says, you know, I used to wonder how all of the Germans could end up supporting Hitler. I couldn't find the meme. It says, I, I used to wonder how all of Germany came to support Hitler, and now I, I no longer have to worry. I'm watching my own citizens do it right now in, in, in real time in front of me. Well, how do you become an anti-Semite? I, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't have to wonder anymore. All I got to do is watch the news. I've got to watch social media. I'm watching millions of Americans turn into good little Nazis right before my very eyes. We all are. And a lot of those good little Nazis claim to be on the moral right. You know, we're stopping the genocide. There's no genocide going on there. If there was a genocide, if Israel was trying to commit a genocide, they'd be attacking all Arabs. Are they attacking all Arabs? Did they attack Gaza first? Well, no, but they, ah, stop, stop. I don't want to hear about Israel's atrocities. It's always done after the fact in defense. I'm going to show you before today is over. This is going to be a rough, rough show if you're a Hamas Nazi sympathizer. And I do mean Nazi in this case. You're a fascist anti-Semite. You're a Nazi. 
And yeah, I'm pretty sure Facebook's going to get me for this one. Facebook can't handle the truth. Besides, Facebook's one of the ones we're talking about. We continue. This is a poster that's put up by David Horowitz's group. This goes, it's all across the country. Wherever they do student, you know, supporting Hamas groups, he comes across and he puts these things up. If you can't see it, it says, do you want to show your support for Hamas terrorists whose stated goal is the elimination of the Jewish people in the Jewish state? It says, join us, Students for Justice in Palestine at the University of Minnesota. This is where this one was put up. Gives you all the times and dates and people. And it names some of the students leading the support groups. Off on the right, it says, Students for Justice in Palestine. And this is propaganda. I'm, I'm admitting this. Horowitz admits this. It says, Hamas, a terrorist organization pledged to wipe out Israel. And it shows that it's got the... It's controlling the springs on the strings. It's the American Muslims for Palestine. That's their marionettes. And they're controlling the strings for students for justice in Palestine. And it's all just, in other words, you're all dancing at the tip of Hamas. And he goes over this. He, he tells you straight up that's what he's doing. By the way, I forgot to jump over here. What happened in Palestine? This is on from your show notes. This is one of the stories. This is want to know about the deadly, what to know about the deadly Hamas attack on Israel music festival. At least 260 people dead at the supernova music festival after fighters arrived in trucks and on motorcycles wearing body armor and brandishing AK-47 rifles. Notice the source. Folks, folks, this is Al Jazeera. I I am an equal opportunity grabber. And they tell you what, this is accurate. This is accurate information. So Al Jazeera reported the truth. There's a picture of a lot of the cars, people trying to escape where they were all shot up, trying to get away from them, the bedlam. This is the story here. This is from Alpha News. It's this poster campaign at University of Minnesota claims student group is a front for Hamas. And this is David Horowitz. And this you can read this later. I'm not going to read this story today. Most of these stories are support for my editorial today. I'm on my soapbox, folks. But this flat out tells you, Horowitz tells you what he's doing. He admits it. He's not hiding from you. He tells you this is a pushback. And this is how you do pushback, folks. This right here, this is shove it in their face. I don't know if you've seen it on Facebook. There's a guy going around on West Coast schools. He's got a clipboard. He says, would you please sign the petition to support Hamas? And students are like, yeah. And he says, well, legally, I got to read to you what you're signing before you can sign it. And he says, you're going to support the, you know, the subjugation of women and, and you're going to support the killing and imprisonment of gays. And you're going to support the genocide of all Jews everywhere. And the people are going, well, well no, no, I can't support that. Well, that's exactly what you're doing when you support Hamas. Not my words. Theirs. And I'll bring you the proof before the show is over. I'm going to back up everything I say today. We're in the headlines. And most of what I'm drawing from today is quote unquote mainstream media. Not all of it. Where where I need the really ugly stuff, I got to go somewhere else because the media is defending these people. But they, they like to play games. The media likes to play games. Some of the media are fired for supporting Hamas. Yes, this has happened. This is CNN fires a commentator who called for a free Palestine from river to the sea. This is Aaron Bandler. And I've got the story in your show notes right here. This gentleman was fired. CNN has fired Mark Lamont Hill from his position as a political commentator following his call from a free Palestine from river to the sea. 
Now he's since tried to backtrack that, but it doesn't work because he did. The only reason he's backtracking it is he's trying to mitigate the damage of what he did. Got another another story. This is a media memory hole. What? Yeah, the media memory holes a lot of stuff. They're they're the press. They're the news, right? They're supposed they're the ones who are supposed to help you remember these things, but they forget them very conveniently. What's this one? This is from the Jewish Journal because if you leave it to the American media, they're not going to help you with any of this. You're not going to see it. So the Jewish Journal has to bring this up. UN official demoted after condemning Palestinian rocket fire. Such indiscriminate rocket fire of Islamic Jihad provoked Israel to retaliation is condemned. This is a uh, Muscroft wrote in a, a since deleted tweet. The safety of all civilians is paramount and ceasefire must be upheld. So because this UN official denounced the attacks on Israel, they got demoted. And that's what this story is about. The media won't tell you that. Why? Why won't the media tell you that the UN, remember, the UN established Israel, and the right of Israel to exist as a nation is still part of the UN charter. We covered that in the history of that area, the history, quote unquote, of Palestine, all the way back to the beginning. We've covered that. So this is still part of the UN's official charter. It's in their, quote unquote, constant, it's in their laws. And yet they attack Israel and they support Hamas. Hamas's sole purpose is to eliminate Israel. The UN is not a global body for governance and good. The UN is an arm of, for crying out loud, folks, it's a Marxist organization. It's straight up, it's become Marxist. Here's another one. CNN pundit calls for Israel's destruction by violence in the UN, in a UN address. Yes, this is a CNN pundit calling for this. This happened a couple of years ago. CNN commentator and Temple University professor Mark Lamont Hill, he was re- he's the one that's recently fired. He did this earlier, a couple of years ago. He says, call at the United Nations for the destruction of the Jewish state was not some accident. He didn't misspeak. He was an invited guest. He was the only person invited to speak at the representative of civil society. When he ended his extraordinary tirade with give us a free Palestine from the river to the sea, his words were met by a round of applause. The only applause for any speaker, she observes. This is the I, this is an excerpt. The, the story is in your homework. It says the host and chair of the UN Committee for the Inalienable Rights of Palestinian People, Senegalese Ambassador Shanking Nyang, thanked him profusely for his, quote, elegant words and hailed civil society organizations. There are no excuses for democratic nations to tolerate, to support, and to finance a world organization that has profoundly corrupted its spirit and purpose, that being the UN. The International Day of Palestine, uh, the International Day of Palestinian Day with the Palestinian people was created by the UN General Assembly in 1977. The commemoration will be held on November 20, uh, 28th and 30th. This is from the past, folks. This man is known. Now, the UN defends the latest Hamas attacks and terrorists. I already showed you this story here. But then we also have this one, another memory hole. Ilian Omar accuses Israel of acts of terrorism for Gaza strikes. This story is a couple of years old. She was still, she was already a representative of the United States when she did this. Here's the story here. Put that up on your screen. 
Representative Ilian Omar has accused Israeli government of committing an act of terrorism with its airstrikes on the Gaza Strip on Monday. The Israeli strikes were in response to Hamas's massive bombardment of Israel, including on Jerusalem, with rockets earlier in the day. Omar was, quote, tweeting the Institute for Middle East Understanding, which claimed that the Israeli strikes had resulted in the deaths of 20 Palestinians, including nine children. Israeli airstrikes killing civilians in Gaza is an act of terrorism, Omar tweeted. Palestinians deserve protection. Unlike Israel, missile defense programs such as the Iron Dome don't exist to protect Palestinian civilians. It's unconscionable to not condemn these attacks on the week of... Oh, son of a... Israel was attacked. They were defending themselves. By definition, that is not... I shouldn't expect any better from a Muslim. Yes, Ilian Omar, Muslim who married her brother so she could get U.S. citizenship. Yes, incest. Yes, yes, she is an incestuous individual who married her brother to get and then lied to the United States in the process of doing all of it. The woman should have been exported, expelled from the country before she was ever elected. And she is support. Sorry, I'm trying to keep my temper here. If you attack a nation and they retaliate and your people suffer as a result, that's your fault, not the nation you attack that's defending itself. How is it? Folks, this is why we're doing psychological operations tomorrow, how to conduct them. This is projectionism. This is Accusing your enemy of doing what you're doing. This is straight out of Alinsky. Hamas attacks innocent Israelis. Thousands of rockets. 100-pound... Um, I forgot what the heck these things are. Kashuka, I can't remember the Russian word. They're, the rockets they're launching, they're, they actually go all the way back to Russian World War II. They're about a 100-pound warhead altogether. The rocket weighs about 100 pounds. And they're, they're launching thousands of these things. All you have to do to launch this rocket is set up a rail and put the rocket on the rail, light the, light the thing, and off it goes, kind of like a Roman candle. They're not really aimed. They're not really accurate. Katusha or something, rather, whatever. And they just fall where they fall. But when you're aiming at a city, you know, you can do the general math. We, we know the name of the um, – we know the, the parable, the flight path of these rockets. It's well known. Anybody with a little bit of trigonometry in their background can figure out a rough, they, they can hit the center of Jerusalem with these things easy. They can set the angle of the, of the rail. This is like a, a, a mortar. And you're launching thousands of these things. The Iron Dome doesn't intercept every one of them. It can't. Those iron, Every one of those Iron Dome rockets that they sent after them, those things cost thousands of dollars. These rockets, you can get these things for a couple hundred. They're all over the place. They're mass produced. They're still being made. So what you're saying is what Ilian Omar said is that when we attacked Japan, we were being terrorists. When we firebombed Tokyo, we were, it was an act of terrorism because we were defending and ending a war that Japan started on December 7th when they sneak attacked out. Well, Joe, you caused it. Yeah, how did we cause it? Well, what FDR was doing. Yes, that's actually true. FDR imposed 
economic sanctions on Japan because he knew it would push them into war. Folks, that's true. He just thought they would attack the Philippines. He was looking for an excuse to get into the war so he could go defend England. So, like I said, their countries are guilty of all sorts of things, but it, the attack itself, the decision to go to war was Japan's. We didn't make them do that any more than Hamas was forced to attack Israel. So when Japan got its cities burned to the freaking ground by LeMay and his bomber command, that was on Tojo and the emperor. That was not us. They could have surrendered. They didn't. They invited that destruction. So when Hamas attacks Israel, and Israel retaliates as best it can against military targets, if civilians end up in the collateral damage, that's on Hamas. They're the ones that hide behind children and women in the schools and in the hospitals. That's the act of a coward, and they're playing a political game. This is a global psyop by Hamas and Islam. And these people in the Americans... America who are supporting them, they're falling for the PSYOP or they're voluntarily anti-Semitic. That's that's all there is to it, folks. There's no other way around this. And this is all by definition. So after this, the world knows what Hamas wants. It does. Hamas has made no secret about this. Now, unfortunately, Israel totally misunderstood Hamas. This is, why did Israeli Israeli intelligence miss this? Well, this is a pull quote from this story. And again, if you look to this story, this is an Arab source newspaper bragging about this. You know, you go to your homework, you'll find it. The story's in there. But an Israeli source said, we made a huge mistake, including me, in believing a terror organization can change its DNA. He told the journalists, we heard from our friends around the world that their behavior more, they're behaving more responsibly, and we believed in, in our stupidity, said Amaduro Rowe, currently a senior fellow of the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security. In other words, we believed Biden and all the other people in the world that are on Hamas's side telling us that Hamas had suddenly become good guys. This is what happens when you believe liberal claptrap. This is what happens when you go woke. You quit looking for the threats. This is why America doesn't see the threat of Islam in this country. Because we believe the liars are telling, Islam means peace. They're all peaceful. They don't want to destroy you. Pay no attention to that Muslim you know, imam over there telling you that we're going to fly our flag over the U.S. Capitol. Don't pay no attention to that. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what Hamas is and what they want. What is Hamas? The Palestinian group for Israel. This is from a Reuters piece. Let's just pop in over here and look at it. What is Hamas? Hamas is an acronym, an Arabic phrase, Islamic Resistance Movement. Hamas means destruction. It was founded in 1987 by the Muslim Brotherhood during the first Palestinian Intifada and uprising. The Muslim Brotherhood, a terrorist organization and best buddies with Barack Hussein Obama, the number one visitor to Obama's White House when he was president, the Muslim Brotherhood. Alive and well in the United States, whose stated goal is to overthrow the United States and make it it into part of the Islamic Caliphate. 
Pamela Geller, she's the one who published, published their document that was captured during our wars. Over in, in the uh, Arab countries, over in the Middle East, they captured the document, and it was about America's Muslim Brotherhood. So Hamas is part of the Muslim Brotherhood, which is still legal in the United States. They raise money for Hamas. So if you're giving money to the Muslim Brotherhood, you're supporting Hamas. Congratulations, you think you're a good Nazi. No, you're not. It says, it is designed, it is a designated as a terrorist group by Israel in the United States, European Union, Canada, and Japan. Hamas characterizes its armed activities as resistance against Israeli occupation. We've covered this. First of all, Israel doesn't occupy Gaza. Second of all, the area that is Israel right now, that's part of a UN charter. That was done by the UN. The area that is Jordan was Palestine. That was the area set aside by the UN for Palestine, which was taken by the Arabs. So if Hamas wants to attack the, the occupation, they should be attacking Jordan. Why aren't they attacking Jordan? Because this has got nothing to do with occupation. That's a lie. This has got to do with the eradication of the nation of Israel and all Jews. That goes back to the command from Muhammad. We've covered this. What does Hamas want to achieve? Hamas wants all the land between the Mediterranean Sea and the River Jordan, which includes the uh, modern state of Israel, as well as the occupied West Bank and Gaza. It refuses to recognize Israel and violently opposes the Oslo Peace Accords negotiated by Israel and the Palestinian Liberation Organization in the mid-1990s. Hamas, 1988 founder, Charter called for the destruction of Israel, although Hamas's leaders have at times offered a long-term truce or a hudna in Arabic, with Israel in return for viable Palestinian state on all Palestinian territory occupied by Israel in 1967 war, Israel regards this as a ruse. That's because Islam cannot keep a treaty. They're commanded not to keep a treaty with non-believers for more than 10 years. Muhammad's commands. How did Hamas come to power? Hamas won Palestinian parliamentary election in 2006. The first time it took part and the last time they were held. After they came to power, they ended all elections. So don't tell me that the people did not vote for God, for Hamas. They did. So the Gazans are getting what they reaped. So if Biden comes out and says, no more elections, it's Democrats forever because the Republicans are a terrorist organization, you, America, will have gotten what you asked for. And don't put that past them doing it. They have been talking about doing just that. Yes, it's been in the news. Have you been paying attention? Oh, I missed that. that. Must be false news, Joe. It's amazing how you think it's false news when it agrees with the nature and character of your enemy, but you believe it's true when it goes against the nature and character of the people being discussed. This is PBS News Hour. What is Hamas? Like to know about its origins and leaders and funding. This one goes through it, and it's actually correct, too. Imagine that. They get it right. And it's funding. It's leaders. Oh, looky here. Ishmael Hanayeh or Hanayeh or whatever. The, I don't care. Ishmael in charge of destruction over Israel. Oh, wow, folks. Just like I told you, this goes back to the Bible. That's got nothing. Yes, it does. That's a spiritual indication right there for those with eyes to see and ears to hear. If you don't see it, that's a good indication that you're spiritually blind and deaf. That should scare people. Unless, of course, you don't believe in the spirit world. 
And then it goes down to here. How is Hamas funded? It's funded through the groups. You can go read this on your own. It's funded through, oh, we got to give money to the poor Gazans, the Palestinians. They're, it's funded through peace organizations and humanitarian aid groups. It's funded through the Muslim Brotherhood in the United States. In other words, all that money that you give to the poor starving Somalis went to the warlord, Skyhook or whatever it is Rush used to call. Oh, amazing. Amazing how that happens. So all the money that goes to the Palestinians who are being starved goes to Hamas. Oh, amazing how that happens. And by the way, you go back to that article. That article will tell you that Israel allows millions of dollars to come through Qatar to help the Palestinians, knowing that that money is going to fund Hamas, which will then use that money to attack Israel. Israel is allowing you to give money to Hamas, knowing it will be used to attack Israel. How does that make Israel the bad guy? Somebody got an answer for me on that one? Because that one's beyond my ability to understand. Then we got, this is Wiki, the Hamas Charter. Oh, you need to look at this one, folks, because they get this right too. It tells you that the Hamas Charter calls for the elimination of Israel as a nation. But then they went and they they reissued something that, that's not as ugly, but describes Hamas as an Islamic resistance movement with an ideological program of Islam. That's in its 1988 charter. And it says Hamas charter defines Hamas as a universal movement in one of the branches of the Muslim Brotherhood in Palestine. The movement consists of Muslims who have given their allegiance to Allah. The movement welcomes every Muslim who embraces its faith, ideology, follows its program, keeps its secrets and wants to belong to ranks and carry on the duty. In other words, every Muslim who's behind jihad. It, it de demonstrates its roots and connections to the Muslim Brotherhood, declaring Islam as an official religion and the Quran as the, this is the Muslim Brotherhood. This is a holy war. Didn't I tell you this is a holy war? Oh no, Joe, you don't know what you're talking about. Go read their documents. Even Wikipedia gets it right. For crying out loud, if a left-wing whack job organization like Wikipedia can get this right. It's a good thing you're not here today, Charlie. You might be over here whopping me on the head trying to keep me in line. Keep me from really doing what I want to do and saying what I want to say. This might be the day I end our show. I am irked to high heaven that Americans are falling for this. You're supposed to be better. But then again, the people who are supporting Hamas aren't Americans. They're U.S. citizens, but they're not Americans. Ben Franklin defined American. Where liberty dwells, there is my country. Liberty dwells in Israel. Apparently not so much in the United States anymore. This was from November 1st. As top Hamas terror official says, October 7th massacre will be repeated again and again. The moral bankruptcy of those calling for a ceasefire becomes more and more apparent. Hamas is a genocidal anti-Semitic terrorist organization. That is not an opinion. It's a fact. It's by their own declaration. And it's a fact that Hamas is more than willing to openly admit. October 24th, Ghazi Hamad, a top official in the Hamas polit political bureau, stated that Hamas would repeat the October 7th massacre time and again, 
one million times if we need to until we end the occupation. When he asked what he meant by occupation, he stated he was referring to all of Israel. This is a clear statement, as clear a statement can be, that Hamas plans to commit genocide against Israel, and Hamas's goal is the murder of all Jewish people living in Israel. Hamas, we will repeat the October 7th massacre time and time again, one million times. Journalists, occupation of Gaza? No, all of Israel. That was done on October 24th. After that statement, anybody supporting Hamas from that point forward has willingly aligned themselves with him and with them. And they are, by definition, anti-Semites. And if they tell you they stand for anything moral, they are claiming to be a good Nazi. There are no good Nazis. Catching up with my slideshow here, folks. So, American government officials doubled down on their support of Hamas because all of what I'm about to show you happened after that man said this. Obama, what Hamas did was horrific. And there's no justification for it. And what is also true is that the occupation and what's happening to Palestine is unbearable, dot, dot, dot. You have to admit that all of us are complicit to some degree. That right there, folks, as you will learn tomorrow, is a clear indication that he is committing mental psychological manipulation. That right there is part of a PSYOP. I will explain it to you tomorrow. I reject this man's language. He is supporting Hamas. That right there is propaganda and part of a PSYOP. I will prove it to you tomorrow. You'll see this quote again tomorrow. It'll be part of an example. That's a PSYOP. Rashid Tlaib calls for the elimination of Israel. Yes, she did. She posts, the majority of American people are not with you on this one. To POTUS about supporting Israel. She posts this, Michigan, from the river to the sea. Dear Bornistan, where you can't go anymore because it's under Sharia law. The police department doesn't go there. This is an actual picture. I posted it once before, another picture of it. This is a rally calling for the elimination of Israel. And Rashid Tlaib is posted from the river to the sea. There, That's Palestine from the river to the sea. We Palestine will be free. I'm going to address that in a minute. But let's get this point clear in our minds. That is a call for the elimination of the nation of Israel, period. Now, she's claimed that it isn't. Let me jump back over here again. We'll go back to our slideshow. I'm hopping back and forth, folks. Bear with me. This is from Legal Insurrection. It says, Rashid Tlaib gaslights from the river to the sea. It's a gruesome Nova Festival footage proves that she's lying. It says, from the river to the sea is an aspirational call for freedom, human rights, and peaceful coexistence, not death, destruction, or hate. My work and advocacy is always centered in justice and dignity for all people, no matter the faith or ethnicity. Representative Rashid Tlaib, Democrat, Michigan. You are a lying, a lying fascist anti-Semite, Ms. Tlaib. She's lying. That right there is a PSYOP. It's part of a PSYOP. It's part propaganda. She is supporting the attack on Israel as a member of the United States government. And then she's going to go back and tell you that that's not what this means. Bull. You fill in the blank because I, I, I don't want to say it on the show, but bull. Let me dump out of this. That's for later. There are other stories in there. She's full of it. This one here, 
this, this, this gets to the, for the numbskulls who don't understand from the river to the sea is actually calling for Israel's destruction. Really? Every Palestinian leader in the West Bank and Gaza has been a kleptocrat ruling oppressive police states with no rights for women, gays, or minorities. And this is a good thing? See, if you go from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, there's no more Israel. And that's what they mean. That is exactly, we've read parts of the Hamas charter. I covered it. You, could, you go back to your homework and do this for yourself, folks. You go prove it to yourself. I'm giving you the threads. Oh, by the way, remember Mahmoud Abbas, the PLO, leader of the PLO who Hamas defeated, who was going to have peace with Israel? This is Mahmoud Abbas. A Palestinian state like Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and other Islamic countries will not have or allow a single Jew to live there. Who? So if he gets his Palestinian state, he was going to evict all Jews. Who's who's the who's the anti-Semite and who's the who wants genocide? See, now he was willing to do a two-state agreement. If Israel gave up more of the land that they've already given since 1947, he wasn't going to allow any Jews to live there. The Jews allow Arabs to live within Israel. He's these people are hypocrites. They're liars. You support hypocrites, liars, terrorists, and anti-Semites. Do not call yourself a good human being. Do not say you're for peace. Do not say you're for humanitarianism, Ms. Rashid. You're a liar. You are a liar. Folks, Israel and the surrounding nations, West Bank and Gaza there in Israel, and you got Lebanon above it. The disputed territory is historically the land of Israel. The Jordan. This area here on your screen, originally set aside as part of the Jewish national home, it was originally supposed to go to Jew everything you see there in the in the tannish color and the green and all all of that was supposed to originally be Israel. But Jordan was ceded to the Arabs to satisfy their need for independence in Palestine. So the UN said, "You take the area that's listed as Jordan." In 1947. The Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan is actually a Palestinian state. That's the occupied territory right there. King Hussein of Jordan said in 1981, the truth is that Jordan is Palestine and Palestine is Jordan. He said it. He admitted it. There's your Palestinian state. Move out of Gaza, Hamas. Go take it up with Jordan. Oh, no. No, 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 folks. Because they don't want Israel to exist. folks. If you read the Bible, Israel is a borderless nation now. It is a spiritual kingdom. So if you want to get rid of all of Israel, you have to get rid of every Jew and Christian. And if you think Hamas does not know this, then you're either uninformed or you're fooling yourself. Now, if you listen to this show, you know better. Once it began, came, once it became clear that the diplomatic campaign had failed, and fo following Jordan's participation in the Egyptian-Syrian alliance, Israel launched action in self-defense against the massive threat from Egypt on June fifth, nineteen sixty-seven. This is about the Six Day War. Once Jordan and Syria initiated the fighting against Israel, the war also included those countries. In the course of the war, Israel forces reached the Suez Canal and captured the territories of Judea, Samaria, as well as the Golan Heights, from which the Syrians had shelled Israel. So all of this area, both yellow was originally Israel, 
they captured everything in blue on this picture in the war. That was a defensive war. And they have since given it back. Don't tell me that Israel is occupying squat. They were legally given this land to live in. The Arabs took a great deal of it. They took the area that was given to the quote-unquote Palestinians. Jordan occupies that now. By their own admission, they are Palestine. There is nothing illegal about Israel, not according to international law, not according to the laws of history. Don't tell me Israel is the aggressor. They gave this back. According to international law, they could have kept all of that. And they could have expelled every Arab if they'd have wanted to. They were defending themselves. This is why Thursday we're going to do a show on the history of Israel, specifically focusing on the Palestinian conflict the Arab conflict. The territorial changes in Israel, Palestine, 1947, in, in blue on the left, that's what Israel was given. And then in 1947, the UN took part of that and gave the red to the Arabs again. So they've already got Jordan, and now they get the red area from Israel. Israel has the right to claim that they're the ones that have, the, the Arabs are occupying their land. And then Egypt gobbles up a part of it, taking more land away from the Arabs. The Palestinians, folks, this is actually a fight, Arab on Arab, just to get rid of Israel. We're going to handle this on Thursday. We're going to go into depth on this one. Israel's side of the conflict is not the same. It's not the same argument. <clears throat> this is the Likud party. It's the original party platform. It says, A, the right of the Jewish people to the land of Israel is eternal and indisputable and is linked with the right of security and peace. Therefore, Judea and Samaria will not be handed to any foreign administration. Between the sea and the Jordan, there will only be Israeli sovereignty. That doesn't mean only Israelis. That doesn't mean that it just means that you're not going to have two states in that area. You're not going to have two governments. That's not a call for genocide. That's not a call to wipe out a people. That's a call for one government. They want to be able to govern the land that the UN gave them in 1947. They don't want foreigners coming in there and forcing them to allow dual governance. It says a plan that relinquishes part of the Western Eretz Israel undermines our right to the country, unavoidably leads to the establishment of a Palestinian state, jeopardizes the security of the Jewish population, endangers the existence of the state of Israel, and frustrates any prospect of peace. You have a right to self-defense and to govern your own nation. Memory hole. Israel wants peace. Abraham Accords, do you remember that from our classes? We've covered this. This is a recent piece of history. Why isn't the media telling you about any of this? This is who they recently, Israel recently made peace with five Arab nations that there hasn't previously haven't really been peace with. They're at, they had made the peace accord, the Abraham Accords, with the UAE, United Arab Emirates, with Jordan, with Egypt, with Oman, Saudi Arabia. Who does this hurt? This hurts Iran and Turkey and the Palestinian groups. In other words, Sunni on the left of your picture, Shia on the right. Haven't I told you this is about the Sunni-Shia rift? So if Israel is going to make peace with these groups, 
what the heck is the problem with the people on the right? Twelfth Imam time. What you don't know about Islam could get us all killed. All of this is connected, folks. All of this is connected. All of it. This is all. I try hard to explain this. I don't know if I get through to anybody. This is a religious war. This is a religious war. Whether you accept it or not is irrelevant. The people over there do. Well, Israel's mostly secular, Joe. Not the people running the country. They know better. Make no mistake about this either. Whether you see it or not, whether you agree or not, both sides of this see this as a religious war. That was in my slideshow. I'm ahead of the game here. Here's a picture from an Iranian site. I mean, a Hamas Palestinian site. It says, Israel, you have been fighting Palestine for 60 years now, using advanced weapons and American financial aid against a country that has no army, no weapons, no money, and no central government. And you still haven't managed to win. When will you get it? You can't beat a country that is protected by a law. Well, first of all, when America, excuse me, when America funds this country, America turns around and defends Hamas from the funding. When they, you know, we give money to Israel, we give aid to Israel, then we turn around. It, it's almost like the American industrial military, com, military industrial complex wants to maintain that conflict over there to make money off of both sides. Ooh, Shazam, I might have just found myself an acorn. Blind squirrel found something there. And that's because you have the spiritual remnants of the Canaanites stuck as a thorn in the flesh of the spiritual remnants of Israel here in the United States. Canaanites protect Hamas. The remnants of Israel trying to protect Israel. We're a dualistic country. We've got cognitive dissonance going on. But to an Arab, that's proof that Allah is protecting Palestine. Oh, really? This is a Palestinian paper. It says, their God changes the path of our rockets in midair, said a terrorist. Their God, Yahweh, God of the Bible. This is back from, I think, around 2014 or something. I don't remember. Yeah, 2014, July 16, 2014. Wow, what about that? Not a bad memory on my part there today. So what's this about? Th- this is a report of where the the Katusha, that's what they are, Katusha rockets that the the Arab uh, terrorists were launching against Israel, they were literally changing their path in midair. For real. And, and the Arabs were seeing it, and they were admitting to it. It, it. This isn't a joke, folks. This has been seen before. In the 1967 and 1973 wars, both, both sides of the conflict, Arabs and Israelis, said they saw miraculous sights and things in the sky that they could not explain. They both sides called it the hand of the gods. Well, in 1967, the liberation of Jerusalem and it's a biblical significance. If you think this isn't scriptural, that that's prophetic. That's part. Of, that is the greatest fulfillment of prophecy since the crucifixion and resurrection. The, the reestablishment of Israel and the supernatural defense of Israel. Israel. It's a magnitude of a miracle, and that was a miracle. They should have lost that war. They should have lost in 48. They should have lost in 73. They didn't, just as the scripture says. But the point here is their God changes the path of the rockets. That's the same people saying this. Allah protects us. That's watching you can't destroy us. But Israelis, God changes their rockets. This is a battle between Allah and Yahweh. 
And Allah is just, that's the Arabic verb word for Elohim or El. It's just a generic word for God. This is the battle of Baal. Because Allah is Baal by another name. Baal in the in Arabia, Baal in Canaanite. This is the same. Folks, this is the same battle that's been going on since Ishmael and Isaac. Nothing's changed. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Solomon is ringing in my ears again, brothers and sisters. Nothing's changed. You don't have to accept this. That's fine. You are going to be forever in the dark over why this is all happening and what's going on. You must accept. Because that right there, that newspaper. Again. Israel, you can't defeat us in Palestine. Allah protects us. Make that Baal, Baal, or whatever you want to call his name, B-A-A-L. But their God, Yahweh, protects them. And has in every battle since 1947. If you think Islam doesn't recognize that, you're whack-a-doodle, Jack. Islam knows this. They confess it. It's in their own papers right there. Oh, that's just a bunch of religious nut jobs. Willful ignorance in this day and age is a sin to yourself, but also to your fellow man. If you're acting on ignorance, willful ignorance, you refuse to educate yourself. That is a sin against your fellow citizen and your fellow man. Because you're... It'll lead you out to support Hamas. Everything that a lot of these people, the LGBT community supports Hamas. Folks, if Hamas wins, you realize what they do to the LGBT community over there? They kill them. Women are supporting Hamas. Do you know why Ili and Omar and Rashid Tlaib and all these, you know why it's women advancing Islam in this country? Because they get to hide behind the shield of feminism. You're being exploited. It's takia. It's cultural jihad, folks. I've explained this. Sometimes I feel like I talk to a wall. And I'm not saying y'all don't understand it. Not, not y'all. I'm thinking about other people. I, I am. I'm thinking about other people. My class, I hope. I, I know you're not in a lot of people, but I hope you are learning this. I'm bringing you the truth. I can support this. I'm, I'm giving you a fraction of the stories. Even the left-wing media is telling you the truth on this. Yeah, I hear you, Aaron. Israel still allows Alaska Mark. Oh, God, you have no idea. Wait till Thursday. Yes, Natasha, very good post to put up. Wait till Thursday. Yes. Yes. That, that, yes, Israel allows that mosque to stand. I'm going to bring you a quote from one of Israel's generals in the 1967 war. Oh boy, I hope and pray that some of you saw our slideshow presentation on Worship Wednesdays all through the summer, 15 shows about prophecy. I'm going to bring a lot of this together on Thursday. This is going to be a week. I am, I am, yeah, Aaron's right. Aaron put another comment here, folks. 
If you don't know Marines, this won't really make a lot of sense, but he's saying easy, Gunny, easy. The role of a gunny sergeant in the Marine Corps is the tail kicker. And he screams, rants, and raves, and goes absolutely nuts. And he, he pushes the soldiers. When they can't be pushed no more, he makes you find reserves you don't have. And he will also chew your tail when you've done wrong. And the gunny in me is really chomping at the bit to get out right now. And I need to be the first sergeant. Because the first sergeant's role is to be the fatherly, calm, cool, resolved, you know, compassionate. The truth of the matter is it's actually reversed. The first sergeant will jack you up quick. <laughs> the gunny will actually take care of you, even though he's yelling at you. But still, it's a role we play. And the gunny in me wants to scream right now. We're not even halfway done. We're not done. But we're about to go to the break. I'm going to give you a six-minute break. When we come back, hopefully I will have had some more caffeine. I got no donuts, and it's a good thing today. Donuts would be bad today. I'm going to get caffeinated, going to woo-saw, rub my earlobes, breathe deep. You know, Martin's character from Bad Boys, woo-saw, woo-saw. Come back, and we will finish this. So we are not done. See you in six minutes. Let's go fife and drum.
All right, we're back. Okay, I've calmed down a little bit, a little bit. I was looking at what I still have left to do here today. Let's just keep getting back into this. Um, like I said, willful ignorance. I have no, I, I, I have no patience for it. None. And real quick, there was a comment on on Rumble. I know I'm not the only one screaming. I know that a lot of you are just like me, and I know our voices aren't being heard. I know that. But we have got to learn to do something that is very difficult. If you're on social media, especially, that's where this is the worst. Social media is a location for, that's where the PSYOP is conducted primarily there and in our news media. I'll explain that tomorrow. What you have to do in your personal life, that's the best place to do it if you can, one-on-one where there's nobody else around. But if you have to, there's no other way to do it. Do it in social media. You have got to stand up for the truth, but you have got to do so as hard as it is without screaming and yelling at them. You've got to just present the facts and you've got to play the game they play. Have you ever noticed how the left likes to act like the calm, rational one in the room? Up until the fact that they run, up until the time rather that they run into somebody who knows how to push back. Then all of a sudden they become irate. That's because the calmness is part of their manipulation technique. And if you don't fall for it, you don't play by their rules, they get hostile and violent. That tells you that they're conducting manipulation. That's one of the indicators. I'm going to teach you this tomorrow. If you don't already know it, if you don't already know it, I'm going to teach it to you tomorrow. But you're going to have to start pushing back against this. And that's the purpose of this show and the shows I've been doing like this. You need to know history you can rely on. You've got to learn it. You've got to learn it to the point that you can either teach it to others or show them these shows where you can go here, watch the whole thing. Now, I know me ranting and raving doesn't help. I got that. But, oh, my God, I'm tired of this. I expect better out of my fellow American. I expect better of them. You're you're supposed to be better than this. The problem is they're not. Yeah, be nice until it's time to not be nice. The left-wing subversionists and seditionists organized another riot here just recently. This is from just the news. Let me put this up on the screen. We'll read through this a little bit. John Solomon, he's actually one of the better ones. It says, pro-Palestinian protesters in, uh, protesters in D.C. say Israel is a racist state and chant long live the Intifada. Biden, Biden, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. Our protesters yelled in a microphone. First of all, this is a religious war. It's got nothing to do with skin color. So this is claiming the sword and shield of, of Marxism, cultural Marxism. That's what this is. This is just cultural Marxism claiming racism to protect. You can't say anything about these protesters because if you do, then you're a racist. That's a psyop, folks. That's part of the psyop. It says thousands of anti-Israel and pro-Palestinian protesters made their way to D.C. on Saturday to demand a ceasefire in the Gaza Strip. This is um, November 4th, 2023 byline. Many of the protesters accused President Joe Biden of supporting the genocide of Palestinian people amid the Hamas-Israeli war, and according to the New York Post. The protesters declared that Israel is a racist state, that's in quotation marks, with others chanting, long live the Intifada. Intifada is an Arabic word used in reference to the Palestinian uprising. Actually, 
it, it's a reference to jihad. It says, Biden, Biden, you can't hide. We hide. We charge you with genocide. One protester yelled in a microphone, which resulted in the crowd cheering. On Friday, Representative Rashid Tlaib, Democrat Michigan, shared a video on X, Twitter, also claiming that President Biden supported genocide in Palestinians. She's since the, um, one of the other Republicans who actually, I don't know if she's grandstanding or not. You'll find the article in your homework. She wants to charge Rashid Tlaib under the same thing with uh, that they, the Democrats charged the January 6th people with. She's charged her with sedition and an insurrection. And she's trying to not only censure her, but have her prosecuted. And I don't, I don't blame her. She, she, go for it. Kick her out of the house. You can do that. Do it. It has been almost a month since October 7th Hamas attack on Israel, killing more than 1,400 Israelis and taking more than 200 Israelis and American hostages. Pro-Hamas, pro-Hastilian, pro-Palestinian, pro-Israeli demonstrations have taken a place across the United States. There's a woman speaking for the Chicago chapter of the U.S.-Palestine Community Network said Biden was dehumanizing Palestinians, according to the outlet. No business as usual as our elected officials support genocide, she shouted, adding that Israel does not have the right to exist as a racist state. They are not racist. Another speaker said Palestinians wanted to build a, quote, secular society from the river to the sea afterward. We already know this is a lie. They want a caliphate. They say so. The chant, which is growing increasingly popular in the wake of the Hamas deadly incursion into southern Israel last month and Israel's subsequent retaliatory attacks on Gaza, is widely considered anti-Semitic because it implies the elimination of the state of Israel and its people, according to the Post. What part of we will not have an Israeli nation and what part of we must eliminate all Jews is an implication. From the river to the sea is a chant that stands for that stated doctrine. It's in Hamas's own founding documents. We've read part of it on Wikipedia. Why, why can't John Solomon say this chant does support the elimination of the nation of Israel? It's a war chant that that ad advances. And why why can't John Solomon say this lady who claims to why can't he be a reporter? Why? Well, I said what they're saying. Tell the other side, Solomon. Why can't you tell the other side? It is a fact. Hamas has said this will be a Muslim nation. Palestine will be a Muslim nation under Sharia law. That's not secular. It's nothing about that secular. Comment on the board by Dip by DDT. Our country is lost. There's no bringing it back. The evil people are in all the right positions to make the calls, no matter how many of us tell of us yelling, I'm not, not giving up. I, I just changed my fight to prayers for the Lord to come back and end this evil. I, I'm with you, Dip. I'm with you. That's all we have left is reliance on the Lord, and that's probably why he allows this to happen to push us back to him. All right. No major incidents reported. <laughs> so, this is how the media protects this stuff. This is from Gateway Pundit. No major incidents reported. D.C. police after pro-Hamas mob attacks White House gates, defaces statues, damages police vehicles. Conservatives respond. You have a riot. No major incidents reported. Well, no, not by as long as the left doesn't report them, then they're not reported. Doesn't mean they didn't happen. That's a fallacy. That's a fallacy. 
So when did the, the pre-dawn FBI raids begin for the pro-Hamas insurrectionists? Now, this is, this is a snarky post. It's Gateway Pundit, so it's politically biased. It says the D.C. Police Department Saturday night defended, uh, defended the mob of violent pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas rioters who attacked the White House gates, defaced statues, and rushed Secret Service agents. Several minor incidents, included property damage, were reported during the First Amendment activity. In the district this weekend, there were no major incidents reported, D.C. police said on X. That's not a First Amendment activity. That's a riot. It's a mob. First Amendment, that's that's loaded language. That's a fallacy. On Saturday, November 4th, 2023, at approximately 2 p.m., protesters gathered in an area of Freedom Plaza to exercise their First Amendment right to protest. The group obtained a permit in advance and cooperated with the Metropolitan Police Department Special Operations Division, which worked to ensure the safety of the protesters as well as the residents of the district, they said. During the event, several major, uh, minor incidents of property damage and vandalism were reported to police. One adult male was arrested for destruction of property in 700 block of 17th Street Northwest. In addition, uh, MPD is currently investigating acts of vandalism that damaged the McPherson Square Metro Station and several police vehicles. The Metropolitan Police Department handles hundreds of protest demonstrations and other events every year, and we're supporting to facilitate people safely and peacefully exercise. Uh, an enthusiastic F Joe Biden chant at the White House. Although this chant is common among the crowd, one woman has heard covering turned to kid and said, oh, no, we don't say that word or whatever. It just There's a lot of tweets in here. I've seen other coverage of this. This was not exactly BLM, but this was not exactly no major incident. That's a crowd that got some organization and funding from somewhere. It was a large crowd. That had to be organized some which kind of way. That wasn't spontaneous. And they were calling for the elimination of Israel. And yes, ma'am. But Joe, they were just they were just peacefully protesting. Yeah, it's, it's not like the when you burn things. Yeah, I know. I understand. It's not like the horrible January 6th insurrection. Yeah, which was a false flag attack. Part of a PSYOP. We'll cover that tomorrow, too. Natasha's way ahead of the lesson plan. What happens if Israel is eliminated, folks? Seriously, man, what happens? Here's this post. This is in your homework. We'll read this. To replace Israel with a Palestinian state from the river to the sea, right? What happens? Well, have you thought about what happens if Israel disappears? You center your debate on whether Israel has a right to exist. Perhaps you should instead imagine the hypothetical replacement of Israel with a Palestinian state and answer some obvious questions. What would happen to the 6 million Jews who lived in present-day Israel? We're already told they got to go. They can't live there, remember? That's even Abbas says that. And Hamas wants to kill them. Can they count on Palestinian-led government to protect them? Will they feel safe? Will they be safe? And if they don't feel safe and need to flee, where will they go? Arab countries expelled them and surely won't allow them back in. Europe tried to annihilate them and remains a hostile environment for Jews. We won't take them either. Perhaps Jews could flee to North America or other places where they're not, not as hostile. But it's quite a lot to demand of uh, the people to give up their homeland. What will happen to women? Women in Israel have full and equal rights. Women in Arab countries are treated as chattel and second-class citizens, often punished severely for daring to exercise 
rights that Muslim men take for granted. What will happen to the minority groups? In Israel, non-Jewish minorities have full legal rights. They can vote, are members of the Knesset, and sit on the Israeli Supreme Court. This includes Arabs. In Arab countries, non-Muslims and Muslims of the wrong sect, Sunni or Shia, are not full citizens and never treated as equal. They have no voting rights, no right for governmental representation, and restricted rights in other many other aspects of life. Who will take over leading the way in providing disaster aid to the rest of the world? Israel has a long, valuable, and proven track record of helping countries in disaster situations. Arab countries have no record of helping. In fact, they often don't honor their rare pledges to money or help that they do make. How will the government of the new country be formed? Despite opportunities, Palestinians have never formed anything but a kleptocracy fueled by foreign aid and terror elections uh, and terror. Elections haven't been held in the West Bank in over a decade, and the government in the Gaza Strip obtained power through the violent takeover. Will Jews have any role in the new government? How will Palestine and Jews work together with such a long history of animosity? What kind of government will be formed? What will happen to the Jews who don't live in Israel and live as minorities in their host countries? What will happen to the tremendous first world economy that has been developed in Israel? What happens to these people? What happens to all of this? Nobody thinks about that. Progressives never do. It's all about nihilism. You just have to destroy. You have got to get rid of the Jew. Comment by James William Hull. I've asked the moderators of debates on TikTok the same question, Joe. The majority consensus is that when Israel is eliminated, a Palestinian democratic utopia will emerge. LOL. These people are so delusional. Yes, James, they are. I wish they would just read the Hamas charter. Hamas is very clear on this. It will be a caliphate state. Period. I'll get to my editorials in a little bit. What you have, folks, right now in this country, this is from, and a lot of this is older information you're about to see. AJC, 2019 Survey of American Jews on Anti-Semitism in America. It's rising in this country. A lot of these are older. This anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. rose 57% compared to 2016. This is 2017. The largest single increase on record and the second highest number reported since the ADL American Defamation League started tracking such data in 1979. And then this one here, this is uh, this is from 2018, I believe. This is for the first time since at least 2010, an incident occurred in every U.S. state. Anti-Semitism is on the rise. And this is from 2021 or 22. U.S. sees worrying rise in anti-Semitic incidents. Number of anti-Semitic incidents recorded in the United States. Harassment, vandalism, and assault. We're up to almost 3,000 cases a year in total. This was in 21. This is 20. This is before the Hamas. This is before this latest thing. Memory hole, folks. Well, we'll get to this in a minute. Let me go over here. This is a, from the Flame Hotline. You got to be careful. This is definitely a straight-out pro-Israeli site. But it says you've seen pro-Jewish site. You've seen the news. We are experiencing the most savage, violent anti-Semitism ever in the United States. No longer must the haters merely criticize Israel. They are now unleashed to celebrate the massacre of Jews and call for Israel's utter destruction. Tens of thousands of demonstrators demand blood. That is what's going on. When you demonstrate for Hamas, that is what you're doing. From the river to the sea, they scream by any me by any means necessary. Now we understand that by any means includes rape, beheading, incineration, torture, and mass murder. No more limits to the cruelty. 
this place, this page is not putting uh, words in the mouths of these supporters. There are no good Nazis, meaning that if you support Hitler and the Nazi party, you support the Holocaust. Period. Well, no, I do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You support the people and their agenda and the means by which they achieve their agenda. If you're screaming from the river to the sea by any means necessary, you are supporting genocide against Jews. Actually, you're supporting a religious side because it's not an ethnicity. It's a religion. You're also supporting the destruction of Israel. You don't get to claim to be neutral in this. You don't get to claim to be good in this. You don't. You've picked a side. Now, at least embrace it. It says the media, too, of course, have turned on Israel. NPR features Palestinian doctor who uh, decries Israel's cruelty to children with CNN accuses Israel's army of targeting innocent civilians who live on top of the Hamas headquarters inside a rat's nest of terror tunnels. And then they go through a whole bunch of other stories on here. But what I wanted to show you is this. You come down here, and this is the stories we've already covered. We've already, Here we go. Signs of the growing anti-Semitism. And then I put the years. This is the, this is the page here blinking. That's the page that we just read. But now here... Anti-Semitic assault spike in the U.S. 2016. Anti-Semitic incidents surge nearly 60%. This is from 2018. Pittsburgh Synagogue Rampage 2018. Anti-Semitic incidents surge in U.S. 2018. Is it still safe to be a Jew in America? 2020. Anti-Semitism on the rise 75 years after the end of the Holocaust? 2020. Who's behind the recent rise in anti-Semitic attacks? 2021. Anti-Semitic posts are rarely removed by social media companies, a study finds, 2021. That's because they're part of what's behind this. Increased anti-Semitism in the United States follows Operation Guardian on the Walls, permanent or short-lived, 2021. U.S. sees worrying rise in anti-Semitic uh, incidents, 2022. America has an anti-Semitism problem. Victims cannot be left to fight this alone, Rabbi says, 2022. Anti-Semitism at all new heights in 2023. And there are a whole bunch of stories from 2023. This has been growing for a while, folks. It was growing before this latest incident. And it's not by accident. As the media falls under the grips of the Muslims who are working in the background in cohorts with their progressive allies, you're going to see more and more of this. And the, the universities will turn you against Israel and against Jews and eventually against Christians. This is a concerted effort. This is a spiritual war. What you're seeing, what we're covering today are the material reflections, the, the earth shadows of the spirit world. You cannot make all of this into one coherent explanation or storyline if you're just going to look at the spirit, the material world. If you're going to look at it secularly, this is just going to seem like a hodgepodge of random agendas that don't make any sense. You get up at the 120,000 foot view of geosynchronous orb at 60, 60 miles or whatever, and you look at this spiritually, this all makes perfect sense. This has been going on for thousands of years. But the rise of anti-Semitism. Now, this is where I step in for a minute. Never forget, 6 million Jews, right? Well, this is where the Jews like the memory hole. And I told you, the Jews in Israel are not innocent here. This is a pie chart of the Holocaust. There were some 11 million plus people killed in the Holocaust. Now, about 6 million of them Jews, thereabouts, roughly. That's your green to green on the left there. But we forget that there were 20% of the people killed in the Holocaust were Soviet prisoners. 
22% were ethnic Poles, Ukrainians, and Belarus. Then you have Yugoslavs, Romanians, disabled, others, political prisoners, et cetera, et cetera. They were all sent to the concentration camps as well. It wasn't just Jews. Now, this is important. This is very important. Because when they come for the Jews and the Christians, and they will, they're going to scoop up everybody else that doesn't fit their agenda. This is tied to the Weather Underground, that FBI informant, where the the Weather Underground was talking about, when we take over, we're going to have about 10% of the population we're going to have to send to concentration camps, and if they can't be re-educated, we're just going to have to liquidate them. This is the way it always is with these people. Every time, there's a pattern here. But you need to pay attention. The stories I just read to you about the rise in anti-Semitism, there was a reason for it. What was the reason? Starts right here. Christians are under attack worldwide, especially overseas. And it is growing quickly, but it's also starting here. This is a billboard, Christianity, sadistic God, useless savior, 30 plus thousand versions of the truth, promotes hate, calls it love, says join American atheists. Atheism, simply reasonable, atheists.org. Now, even if this is a fake billboard, the message is true. This is what the atheists argue. Well, you can't be simply rational and be an atheist because reason has to be based in a lawgiver, not yourself. Because if reason is based only in yourself, that is an appeal to authority, which means the foundation of your reason is fallacious on its basis. That's simple logic. And that's because I understand logic as a universal law, which if there's a law, there must be a lawgiver. Primary argument against Ayn Rand, but that's irrelevant. This is an attack against Christianity by atheists. Gay pride parade intimidates people who believe in God. This is a report by Jason Rappert for Arkansas Senate. And that has happened. The the gay community attacks Christians. You know, I'm going to go have my cake made by this one man so I can sue him into existence, out of existence. Then you have this quote. It says, I don't consider myself anti-Christian. When I tell people this, I often get a disbelieving response. Of course you're anti-Christian. Look at all the ways you attack Christianity. But I have never seen it this way. In my view, the only thing I attack in my writings, and not even directly, is a fundamentalist and conservative evangelical understanding of Christianity. But to say that for that reason that I attack Christianity is like saying that if you don't like raspberry sherbet, you don't like any kind of ice cream. Bart Ehrman. Let me count the ways this is fallacious. First of all, when he says he's against fundamentalist and conservative evangelical understanding of Christianity, that is the only form of Christianity that is Christian according to the Bible. So he is, by his own admission here, is anti-Christian. Everything else is anti-apostasy, anti-perversion, anti-heresy. Well, that's not anti-Christianity. So he's got he's playing equivocation games here. But to say that for that reason that he's against Christianity is like saying if he doesn't like raspberry sherbet, he doesn't like any kind of ice cream. Folks, sherbet's not ice cream. So even his analogy is false. This man's a liar. And he, in this case, he knows he's lying. He knows it. And this gets us to the other things that I threw in your homework for you. Coming persecution of Christians, persecution of Christians spreading globally, persecuting against U.S. Christians on the rise, persecution in America. 
Those are three more stories that you could go back and read if you want to later. It's up to you. This is a book by David Horowitz. He's the gentleman that does that anti-Islamic uh, student campaign I told you about. He did the posters that faces the student, forces the students to come face to face with what they're supporting. This is called Dark Agenda, the war to destroy Christian America. David Horowitz is a Jew, folks. And he's trying, I've read this book. Oh my gosh. He's the one who also tried to tell us that the American left, the Democratic Party, had married itself to radical Islam. He wrote that book in 2004, Unholy Alliance. And then he told us that it had taken over the Democratic Party with Soros' help. He did that shadow party, wrote that in 2006. This man has been trying to warn us. This is all using open source information, folks. He's, he's giving us, he tells you where to go find it. He's not just telling you, take his word for it. And I sense a pattern here. The anti-Semitism started before the latest attacks on Israel and Jews. The anti-Christianity started a long time ago, folks. It, it, this is not new. Watch, follow the patterns, follow the patterns, follow the patterns. I've been trying to give them to us. It, for those who have been in class, you, you got some old homework to do if you've missed this. Right here. Let me blow this up a little bit. This isn't roadtoconcord.com, previous homework. These are the different articles. I've. And these are the resources. Water Jug, you were saying you appreciate If you miss these shows, Water Jug, um, James William Holt, self-appointed nickname Water Jug. He, he, did, he gave that to himself. He says, I appreciate the resources, Joe. Well, if you missed the classes, uh, James, right here are three more links on the Road to Concord, just chock-a-block full of what's going on right now. And then here are the four previous shows. And even before that, we did shows on Islam, and I, I gave you co copies of the Hadith and other things where I'm trying to teach those who will listen. I'm giving you the facts. I'm using it right out of the horse's mouth, folks. It, this is not my opinion. I take you right to the source. I took you to Hamas's charter. When I tell you that uh, Muslims are commanded to kill the Jews, I take you right to the words of Muhammad recorded in their Hadith, the sayings and customs of Muhammad. That's their New Testament. That's the part they don't want the West to know about. It's, it's, it's official Islamic documentation. I even cite it, tell you where to find it. I don't have to make anything up. It's not necessary. Everything I need is right out here in front of us. Persecution's coming if you're a Christian. You better get used to it. You better get ready for it. It's growing in this country. I've been watching it grow. Horowitz's book was written a couple of years ago. It is increasing the number of actual real, not just the people who call themselves Christians, but the ones who try to live the teachings of the Bible is now under 10% of the United States population. You're a minority. Now, the people who profess to be Christians, still somewhere between 60 and 70% and falling, but that's professed. Remember, math, uh, I think it's in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, 20 through 23, be gone from me, I never knew you. You could profess to be all you want. That doesn't, that's not going to be enough. And whether you like it or not, it's the Judeo-Christian ethic that has been the foundation of the Western world and of what we think of as individual rights and liberties. You erase that Judeo-Christian ethic in the world. You go back to what you had beforehand. At best, you can hope for a benevolent king. 
but you live in a day and age of AI and globalism. So you'd better get used to worldwide domination by secular humanists or Muslim fundamentalists. It'll come down to which of those two is going to win. I got a little news flash for you. Even the secular humanists at some point or another will hesitate to nuke you. The Muslim won't. The Muslim will win that fight. So if you think this has got nothing to do with spirituality, I'm sorry for you, but you're wrong. And if you do recognize it, I got a question for you. How's your spiritual warfare going? Hmm? It's not a joke anymore, folks. It's not a joke. We live in a time where you can't tell what the truth about anything is very easily. But there are things you can do to help sort truth from, from lies, from disinformation, from propaganda, from falsehood. Tomorrow I'm going to do a class on, on PSYOPs. It, it come to me last yesterday when I was talking to one of your classmates, I had a phone call with him. Um, and it dawned on me that I talk about PSYOPs all the time and I talk about MK Ultra, and I just expect that you know it. It, it. I apologize. This is another case of where I don't, I struggle with people telling me I'm always talking down to folks, so I try not to. And I just assume people know what I know. And, and that's a mistake because a lot of them don't. And then when I try to explain it, I'm told again, well, you're talking down again. I, I don't know where to go with this. So you know what? I gave up. And tomorrow we're just going to teach about PSYOPs and MKUltra and individual manipulation, both on a macro and micro level, both on a, a, an entire culture, subcultures, and individuals. And what I'm going to explain to you is how it's done, what it is, how it works. And a lot of what's going on right now, once you know what they're doing, you can defend yourself against it. It's kind of like the matrix. You're going to learn a little bit about how to pull yourself out of the matrix. Yeah, that would be Wade's world. Wade, trust me, I'm not a novice to this world either. Some of you might have caught on to that by now. Some of the things I share with you, let's just say that there are things I can't tell you. Not if I want to stay free. But I can share the way I've learned to think and see things. And once I show you how it works, you'll, have you ever heard, have you been on class long enough where you've heard me tell you that if they want a school shooting, they can make one happen? Okay. Let me explain how this works. I monitor you. Um, and this is very, you could do this before the internet, but it's easier now, especially with social media. So I'm monitoring your social media usage. And I identify two dozen whack jobs. They're unstable, whatever. I don't care what you, you fill in the details yourself, but they're unstable. So now I start feeding them certain stories over and over and over and over again for days. And I increase them in intensity. And a lot of these stories might just be made up. They may be the only ones seeing it. And I push their buttons and I do it on purpose. 
And it may even help if I start feeding stories to the closest friends and relatives they have going in the opposite direction to create strife between them and their closest friends and relatives. I can make you unstable this way. I can. And it's been proven. Well, eventually, one of my two or three dozen whack jobs snaps and does something stupid. Something harmful, hurtful. That's the story I'm going to use. I now have my crisis. And I will form whatever agenda I wanted around the crisis, usually anti-gun or pro-Islam. I get a Muslim to do something stupid. And I say, oh, this is just anti, this is Islamophobia. I got to crack down on. And what I'm doing is protecting Islam in the process. I used a Muslim, you know, so what? He might end up dead. I don't care. I don't care about him. I needed the crisis. So I pushed him over the edge and I got whatever happened. Or I know you're plotting something and I let it happen. I need the crisis. That's, they've told you that time and time again, they need the crisis. The whole purpose there is once I have my crisis, I manipulate the mass media or the mass media manipulates the people. Every now and then, if you trace these things like I do, like the sociologist in me traces these things, that school shooting they had down on Lakewood or Lakeland or whatever the heck it was, Southern Florida. Did you record the other two shootings that happened up one in the Midwest and one in the Northeast, the same two day period? Did you hear about them? There were two others. They didn't shoot as many people. And it wasn't as useful, and they came in after that first shooting. So those stories were reported once and squelched. They weren't needed. Too many of my whack jobs triggered. I only needed the one. That's the one they focused on. And that's the one all you heard about. You didn't hear about the other two. I recorded them. I snagged the stories. It's the way I work. I hoover that stuff up. I remember it. What you probably had, and this part I can't prove to you, this part, um, yes, <laughs> James William Holt, we still haven't seen the manifesto of the trans teen shooter. You probably won't because either it doesn't exist or if it does, it works against the narrative they use that crisis to form. In other words, it destroys the psyop. So people will tell me, Joe, you can't prove that this is what they're doing. No, I can't, but I can take the nature of the people that are in charge of this country in the deep state. I can take MK Ultra. I can take the fact that the army has a dedicated psyop branch where they learn to do this stuff. Marine Corps has one too, but the army is absolutely brilliant at it. And I can look and see what's going on and how it always seems to happen at a time when the political agenda is in trouble and it creates a distraction. Yes, ma'am. Just adding that I've just started seeing this morning apparently. They have found the manifesto, but I don't know if it's actually hasn't been real published. or not. Okay. Hasn't been published yet. Yeah, I haven't really had time to look into it, but all right. just add it onto that. No worries. But what happens is when you take all these pieces and you put them together and you apply Occam's razor, the most rational, simplest explanation is these people are being pushed over the edge. Because a lot of these shootings and a lot of these incidences Sandy Hood, all these things happen. Have you ever noticed that they happen at the same time that some prominent political politician or political agenda has gotten itself in trouble? Oh, Biden and crew was or somebody, or I forget who it was. Somebody was in trouble when the Lakeland shooting happened. You, you got to go back and you got to look at these things and they correlate with each other. It's almost like, oh, somebody's about to get themselves in trouble here. They might actually, we, we might have to do something about it to save face. Quick, get us a shooting. 
or get us something else to take take our eyes off them. This is that's a psyop. That's a psyop. You're being mass manipulated, folks. Clay Toller coming on the board. Haven't seen the Epstein clan list either. No, you haven't. And have you heard anything about the second shooter at the Las Vegas shooting? What? Yeah, there was a second shooter there. You haven't seen anything from that. You haven't heard anything about the Las Vegas shooting, have you? Most of the damage at that was done with an, a 30 caliber machine gun, but all they focused on was the supposed AR-15 in the room. The AR-15 was from the high, from, from the room that that guy, the shooter was supposed to have rented high up in the building, could not have done the damage that that's reported in that, at that concert. But the recording that you hear on the, when you did go back and hear it, that was not an M4. An M4 is the military designation of the what you think of as an AR-15. The M4 is the designation for the whole M16 family. They all have the same cyclic rate of fire. They all fire the same ammunition. And if you've been in the field long enough, you know the difference between a 240 Bravo and an M16. And every military vet I've ever known, when they heard that footage from the Las Vegas shooting, said that was a 240 Bravo. That is a 30 caliber machine gun. And there's video of it firing from a three-story window above the main entrance of the hotel. You can find that video. It's got nothing to do with where, the, and that's where the grazing fire came from. That's what did all the, the carnage in that. And you, you haven't heard anything about any of that. Why? Why? I, I can't give you the answers for that. Why? They don't tell you. They tightly control information. You have to understand that a PSYOP is all about controlling and manipulating information. Well, what's going on right now, dealing with Israel and Hamas, is a PSYOP. And one side here is pushing the agenda for Hamas, Islam. And that's the one you're seeing mostly in the news. You're seeing very few defenses of Israel. To the extent that you see a defense, somebody gets fired for speaking out against Israel, so things like that. You don't see anybody going in there and telling you exactly what Israel does and doesn't do to help these folks and to defend it. So you don't see anybody defending Israel in our media. But you see people explaining Hamas away in a sympathetic manner. You can't openly and directly do it. Because that would that would expose you. That's not the way a psyop works. <sighs> yeah, that's true, James. So we're going to cover a psyop on uh, tomorrow's show, Teaching Tuesday, and I'm going to show you how some of it works, how the manipulation is done, and once you understand what they do and how they do it, it'll give you a way to protect yourself from it, it, it to an extent. And it's one of the reasons that uh, I dismiss certain things that people get in trouble uh, at, at me with. They, they go, Joe, you can't make that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. I can figure that out quick because I know what's going on. I see the signs. Well, you don't know for sure. No. You know, the, the courtroom. No, I can't prove it in a courtroom. Do I know that that's what's going on anyway? Yeah, I do. Trust me. I know. Okay. Um, I've made little jokes in here where sometimes I'll say nuclear bomb threat, you know, terrorism, blah, blah, blah. Well, and then I'll say, <laughs> have fun there, agent. You know, we're just screwing with you. Somebody has to now listen to this tape. What? Yes. A human being now has to listen to this section of this recording. How do you know that, Joe? 
I understand how no such agencies work. So, you know, every now and then I'll, I'll say hi to the agents that I know are going to have to listen to it. I do that on my phone conversations. All of this has been integrated. Now, is it perfectly integrated like in the movies? No. That's why sometimes they make mistakes and you say, see, it's not in Yes, it is. Because you're expecting Hollywood version of integration. No, it's not the way it works. You got to get real world with it. That's why a lot of people don't think that the Bible is what it claims to be. Because you're expecting perfect supernatural, uh, uh, you know, fulfillment of the, no, he's working through a real life human beings in the real world, in the material world, not necessarily, but you know, the material, you got to look at it that way. You got to adjust your expectations of these things. And once you get realistic with what you think you're looking at, it starts showing up and you'll see the evidence of it. So what we're seeing evidence of right now is a concerted effort from the United States government to support Hamas and terrorism and attack Israel. Even within the United States. And this is a rise of anti-Semitism. And it's that's even a bad way to put it. Judaism is a religion, not a race. If you are a Jew religiously, then you follow the tenets of Moses. It's got nothing to do with your skin color. If you are the tribe of Judah, Guess what? That's not an ethnicity. Judah adopted many peoples into it, many different skin colors over the years. So anybody who converts to Judaism is now a Jew. You've got black Jews. You got yellow Jews, red Jews, white Jews. For all I know, you got green lizard people Jews. I don't know, but it's a religion. Just like Gaza, what they're actually talking about is Islam. Islam is a religion. These are not ethnicities. So why do they paint it as racial? Because they're looking to use the animosity that they've already built up with over the race relations dealing with slavery in the United States. They don't do the, the racial thing overseas. They do the genocide because then they're trying to link it to, to the Holocaust where that's more. This is all part of linking things to the political short, sword and shield of, of communism, Marxism, Frankfurt School of Germany. That's how this works. It's all part of a psyop. So they have to link this dispute in, in Gaza and Israel to either the Holocaust in Europe or to racism and slavery in the in America. Wherever, wherever they're at, they got to link it to something. In, in the Middle East, in the Arab countries, they'll link it to the Jews taking the land away from Islam. And, and they're not talking about 1947 when Israel became a nation. They're talking about way back in time, even before recorded time. They're talking about Islamic history. It's religious to them. So this is always painted in whatever. I got an article I didn't share with you because it wasn't in America, but it was it was from New Zealand. And they linked it to the Green Party down there in New Zealand. So they linked the occupation to the battle for the indigenous people to against the white folks in New Zealand. This always gets linked to something that's culturally relative to the group that's being propagandized. But it's it's homogeneous throughout the the world. It's the same agenda tailored to the audience. That is proof of a coordinated psyop. That's what that is. I say, well, no, Joe, it's not. Yes, it is. It's one of the fingerprints you look for that lets you know that's what's going on. But this has been coordinated over many people groups over many decades. And it's always stayed the same. The agenda stays the same. 
That's got to have a spiritual backing. Human beings don't do that. Human beings can't do that. This is spiritually backed. So you have to look at it this way. You have got to change. The martial arts term is get off your center. It means you, you, you can't stay standing like you're just a pole. You have to move. You, you, you got to change your alignment according to the threat that's coming at you. Get off your center. You have got to change your perspective of how you look at this. You've got to change the way you're thinking. Once you do, you'll see it clearly. That's, that's another way of saying you got to take that red pill, man. You got to be willing to look at and examine other evidence, other perspectives, other points of view. Now, could I give you Hamas's argument? Yes, I could. Why? Because I've studied it. That's why I've rejected it. I could give you a Hamas argument just as well as they can, but I've rejected it. Now, can I give you Israel's argument? Yes. And at the same time, I'll turn around and criticize Israel because they're not totally perfect or innocent here, but they have the, the legal, legitimate international claim. Hamas does not. Neither do the people on the, on the West Bank. In Gaza, I mean, not in Gaza, but on the West Bank of the Jordan. They're occupying Israeli territory. Yes, they are. They're the occupiers, not Israel. So, <laughs> yes, James, you're correct. There's a comment on the board. He says, James Holt says he watches stuff from every channel he can see. Uh, it really helps him to see how much uh, <laughs> cute little icons there the mainstream media is pushing on us. Yes, they are. They are. Evil will tell you what's going on. Evil will have. To, evil has to admit to the truth. There seems to be a universal law about this. Another indication that you're dealing with a spiritual war. You read the Bible. Even the demons admit that Jesus is the Son of God, the Son of Yahweh. But then they turn around and rebel anyhow. They'll confess him. They know who he is. Say, well, anyone who confesses the name of God is going to be saved. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, that's a that's time for a Bible talk, but that's not exactly what's going on there. They have to admit who he is. Even Satan admits who he is. We, well, it's the same thing with when you're doing, when you're doing evil, you have to admit you're evil. You have to admit that the side of righteousness. Hamas and Islam do this. Islam, Islam never admits right. Yes, they do. All true prophets come through Isaac. I come through Ishmael. Muhammad's words. Guess what he just said? He affirmed the Bible. All true prophets do come from Isaac. And then he just told you that he's not a true prophet because he got he traces his lineage back to Abraham through Ishmael. And that is the source of this, 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 this whole conflict in the Middle East, right there. The, the bastard illegitimate son, Ishmael, jealous over the loss of the what he thinks is rightfully his, the inheritance to the legitimate son, Isaac. That's what this is all about. It's material and spiritual. And it's thousands of years old. So we're going to do PSYOPs tomorrow. I don't know quite what we're doing on our Wednesday, our Bible, you know, Religion 101, Bible 101 class. But it'll probably be about the very basic tenets of sound doctrine. Somewhere in that area, we're going to be talking about that. Thursday, we're going to talk about the history of Israel. And we're going to go way back, way back, a couple thousand years B.C., and run forward with it. The primary part of it will focus from 1947 forward. 
but we're going to trace some history of Israel, the nation and people of Israel. What does it mean? And all this other good stuff. If you think, have you noticed that at least in the last almost, at least about 80 years now, the primary focal point of all human history has revolved around Jerusalem? Has anybody noticed that? That's prophecy being fulfilled, folks. There are a lot of posts out there on social media telling you prophecy is being fulfilled, and I love them until I start watching them. <sighs> That's when they go astray. They got the idea right, but their explanation and the way they handle it is just, God. Be responsible if you're going to do this, folks. Be responsible. My son's a thunder. Are you two hearing me? Be responsible. Use your brain. Tailor to your audience. But for your own sake, for you guys out there, educate yourself. One of the greatest weapons you have right now, one of the greatest defenses is information. I've been asked several times why I haven't done a survivalist show yet, you know, how to get ready for all of this stuff. I realized last week why I don't do that. I've been trained differently than most of y'all. I might have to, we might do another free Friday. I, I'm not feeling the logic in Founding Fathers right now. Um, Fridays have been free for a while. I'll do whatever I want to do on Friday. That might be one of the topics I bring up. And um, I've been asked to, to address some of the questions I get in my emails from time to time. If you've got lingering questions, this would be a good week to email them to me. Joe at the road to Concord.com. I'll cover those questions if I get any. Free Fridays for the next week or two. Um, but I will explain to you why I'm not a prepper. It, it doesn't fit with my training and my mentality. Um, doesn't fit with my experience when I was in the Marine Corps. Um, I, and I could be wrong. I'm just falling back on a lot of what I learned when I was younger. A lot of us do. We, we, we never really grow up from our childhood, folks. Uh, you know, if you think about it, we don't. In a lot of ways, we're all still just grown children in our heads and, and you know, the ones who start thinking of themselves as having become something more, those are the ones that become the megalomaniacs in our world. Th those are the ones you have to worry about. <laughs> Why does it always seem to be dark in space? <sighs> you really want a scientific answer to that one? <laughs> I can give it to you. <laughs> Email your question, Aaron. We'll answer it on Friday. So that's what we're doing for the rest of the week. <laughs> well, remember to ask it on Friday and I'll answer to it, answer it because there is a physics answer to that. All right, folks, let's start wrapping this one up. Um, I appreciate everybody being here. I love you for being here too, man. I, I hope we're doing some good for you. I hope we're helping. Um, <laughs> hold on a second here. Let's see what this comment is. Pop that one up there. This is uh, James Holtz. Says, uh, Joe, I thank God that I encountered you and Steve when I did. I know with my whole heart that just a few years ago, I would have been a useful idiot that blindly chanted from the river to the sea without understanding what I was doing. Well, then praise God for that one. Praise Yahweh for that one, James, not me. I mean, Steve can have all the credit you want to give him, but for me, I'm just trying to be a faithful servant. I had one of our listeners, one of your classmates, he wrote me an email. I, I owe him an email back, and I'm going to sit down and do that here today or tomorrow. But he said that it is clear that I've been called by God to teach my fellow man. Marianne isn't here today. At least I haven't seen her. 
she'd tell you that one of the things I always said from the time of my childhood, I would not teach. I will not teach. I will not be a father. I will not be a mechanic. And I will not be a businessman. Don't ever tell God what you're not going to do. Marine Corps made me a mechanic. I am happy to be a father of three boys. I teach, and I've been making my living for over 20 years as a businessman. When you mock him, he laughs at you. Anyhow, hopefully we help. If we do, for no other reason, give us a thumb up just to talk to Charlie and Natasha and I. Tells us that we're doing a good job for you. I don't care about talking to the rest of the world with that. Your thumbs up and your your up arrows and all. That tells us that we're doing a good show today. That's how we judge that. If you like what we're doing, share it with whoever you think will help. Please explain me to them. They need to be ready for me. <laughs> Marianne says she's right there. Well, then you can tell the audience that I was telling them the truth about all those things. You should remember a lot of that. Um, she's known me since eighth grade. We went to school together. Um, share, share the show with those that you think can help send them directly to them, send them a link, tell them, give the show some time. It builds on itself. It takes time to figure out and catch up. And I know that I'm a, I know that I'm a jack wagon. I'm well aware that I'm hard to listen to. I know that I know. And I try, but if you knew me 20 years ago, I've gotten a lot better. Trust me. I hear from other people who knew me 20 years ago. I've gotten a lot better. So just imagine what I used to be like. I was a gunny. <laughs> See, Marianne says, oh, yeah. <laughs> she remembers. And then she says, he has gotten better. <laughs> okay. Enough of you who knew me from a long time ago. Y'all take care of yourselves. We love each and every one of y'all. Stay safe. We'll see you back here tomorrow. PSYOPs tomorrow, Wednesday, solid foundations of sound doctrine. Thursday, history of Israel, ancient to present. Friday, free Friday, get your questions in. Email them, joe at the road to concord.com, and we will go from there. And hey, Charlie, at least this time I'm remembering to hit the exit video. How could she possibly forget? Bye-bye, Marianne. You're going to get me.